Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the More Authenticity podcast with Evelyn Edwards. I'm your host, Evelyn Edwards, and I'm currently still in the mountains. I'll be here for another week. If you listen to my last episode, I kind of touched on it, but it is just Dylan and I here in the mountains. We've been having a really nice time together, hanging out and taking care of the farm here while everybody's gone. They have eight horses and six dogs, including my dog that's here. And let me tell you what, Cruella... She absolutely loves the farm. She will find a puddle and she will splash all in it with the Great Dane, Merle. Merle and crew will go all at it in this puddle, getting all muddy and gross. And I just think it's so fun to just watch dogs be dogs, you know, and just let them know that they have the space to literally do whatever they want. Because back in Raleigh, when I would take crew to Dorothea Dix Park, just to get out and run and stuff, I would still kind of be on edge of being like, oh, don't go too far, crew. Like, still restricting her at some point, which is super sad that that's all that some dogs get. But letting her come here, be free, she roams around the farm, and she'll always come back. Like, even if Dylan and I go out and, you know, go to the store, we went and got a brisket today because we're going to be cooking out on Saturday. But letting her, you know, still be out and not have to put her up is still nice when we come back she's still waiting on us and I just think it's so cute and I'm like wow she she's a really good dog she was a great catch or find I guess I didn't catch her she was a really great find and I'm so so thankful to have a dog like her as my first dog for sure so we've been up here and we started watching Stranger Things season four let me tell you the first two episodes though hated I hate paranormal activity. I hate, you know, thinking about ghosts and demons. I absolutely hate it. And my chest, my heart rate was probably resting 120, going to sleep for sure. I literally was sweating, like could not sleep very well. Um, Just all that stuff doesn't give me really good vibes at all. So I was like, cool not going to be able to fall asleep for the next month. But I gave it another shot, watched another two episodes the next night, and was like, okay, fine. If we watch it during the day, I think I'll be a little bit better. Because right after I watched the first two episodes, I was like, I need to put on, like, a movie. I need to put on some type of funny kids movie. Literally make fun of me all you want. But I put on, like, this weird sea monster movie. I don't know. It was like ranked number three or something on Netflix. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to put this on as background noise just to get it out of my head of the clock and everything. And apparently I didn't know that that was the TikTok sound, but it was like the clock that was being shown in the show. And then it like transitions into like a nicer sound on TikTok and I was like great now it's gonna be stuck in my head literally all day um I don't know just something about it I get pretty paranoid and I just I really hate it but I was fine to watch the first or the you know first four episodes that was fine and then I was like okay now I'm hooked now I gotta figure out what's going on because once I realized that it's just you know uh under the spell or whatever then I was like okay I think I can watch it so let's talk about season four so far because I kind of have something to talk about if you haven't watched season four kind of skip past this because I'm going to touch on where I'm at right now so we watched the first five episodes last night we only watched one 
Um, but Hopper is alive. That I was super proud. I mean, not proud. <laughs> I was super happy about because he was such a great character in the first three episodes three seasons that I was like they can't just end Hopper like that like there has to be a comeback and man he is like probably my favorite character right now because he's been putting up with the Russians I think that with how they kind of built Hopper's character in the first three seasons of him being the sheriff and like taking care of all of what's going on in the upside down like he is so thick-skinned especially with what happened to his daughter too and so, I think that that was a really good person to make into this character because he is so strong with these Russians. Like, very, very, very hard mind, thick skull. Like, even the Russians are like, wow, you American are pretty tough. Like, you know, pointing him out. So, love that about him. Eddie, the new character, I think his personality is so funny. And it was such a like niche character to put on Stranger Things and I think that it was a great addition. I also thought that Chrissy's boyfriend like the I forget his name now what is it the you know captain of the football team no basketball team thought he was funny I mean, he's pretty cringy in my opinion like just very odd um don't really like him. I'm really upset though about Shoot, what's his name that plays basketball that kind of betrayed his friends? I need to pull up these names. It's not Dustin, Will, wait, Dustin, Will, I feel like a bad, oh yeah, Dustin, Will, Mike, Lucas, Lucas, Lucas surprised me the most. I think he was you know, really wanting to be popular and all this stuff. But I think they're going to reunite at the end. That's my prediction. Um, also, so hyped that Eleven is getting her powers back. Me and Dylan were like, I hope that something comes around and, like, she gets her powers back. But it's kind of sad with right now where we ended. She, like, basically went back to the lab and, you know, found Papa and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> so, yeah, that's where we're at. My prediction, though, is... Oh, Joyce and... Oh, what's his name? Joyce and... Murray. Joyce and Murray. They are going to the Russians right now. Don't know what's going to happen with them. Um, trying to get Hopper back. And so, you know. But... Their friend, I mean, not the friend, but the person that, um, huh, I'm looking at the cast here and being like, oh, so this is what their name is, okay, got it, but their friend, uh, I'm not friend, I keep saying friend, the person who basically kidnapped them that was going to give the money to, um, Irvin, is that his name? I don't know, I'm trying to look up here. He's funny. His uh, his personality is pretty funny, and I think so far that they've done a really good job. Now, an update of 
what else did I want to talk about? Oh, went to a bachelorette party this, you know, past weekend. Went to Charleston. First off, it was my first time in Charleston. I loved it. It was such a cool area. Very nice people. Like, when we went to Arizona, all of the people that were locals, we all thought that they had a stick up their butt. Like, we didn't understand why they were being kind of snarky and rude and just not really welcoming. And maybe it's because it got too touristy for them and they're not happy about it. I get. But the people in Charleston, they were so nice. And I think it's just the southern charm. They were very welcoming, you know, knowing that it's a bachelorette. They're super excited for us. Like, we went on a boat ride on Saturday, and the guy that was driving the boat was so nice. His name was Bobby. Um, Super cool guy. Very personable. Um, All the people that were there at the marina were very personable. But we went to a couple bars. Uptown um, was one of them. It was a really fun bar the second night when we went They had a cool rooftop area and then a band downstairs, which the band was Keys & Co. And let me tell you what, they were absolutely the best part of the weekend for probably most of the girls. Just dancing, we got to be front and singing all the songs. They played Taylor Swift, Breakin' Free from High School Musical. They played um, some of their original songs too. And the two guys that were on saxophone players absolutely made the band like for them to be able to include the saxophone in very popular songs like um some of the chain smoker stuff and um just different pop songs that are obviously popular today just really cool and they had such great personalities too they were dancing they were having fun um just so funny. They played Gold Digger and just ha- like hearing it all. Such good vibes. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. 10 out of 10 experience. We went to the Republic, which is a bar. Did not like it. The layout was absolutely awful. There was no place for us to hang out. We were all basically in a line. Like we couldn't even dance or, you know, feel like we're in the club, like, it was just so crowded, so popular, and, um, not a good layout. I would give it probably a four out of ten. Also, I got a Malibu and pineapple there. It's been my new drink for the summer. Fifteen dollars. I was like, are you kidding me? A fifth of Malibu is twenty. Like, what? So, I get it. Drinks are expensive. It's just really annoying because you're like, dude, are you kidding me? So, anyways, then we went to Trio, which was absolutely the best bar ever. We got to go um, where the couches are and stuff, and we bought, like, the bottle of to Deep Eddies. They gave us Deep Eddies, which is fine. And uh, we paid, like, 300 bucks, so it came out to be, like, 20 bucks per person to get into this couch area. We had our own table, ice bucket, mixers, drinks. Um, they threw in a free bottle of champagne, too, so that was awesome as well. And then um, we got to just dance and have fun. Their music was uh, 11 out of 10. Every single song hit. And I mean, we were hype as heck. Like, it was absolutely so much fun. And then we walked home. And lingerie games were really fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, That was, like, my really my first... Well, that was my first Bachelorette I've ever been on to. And now... Um, the bar is set, so I have to, you know, 
keep that in mind that not everybody's gonna be as good as Katie's but it was so much fun all the girls got along and we just had such a really good time celebrating the bride so yeah that was the update for Charleston we went to Bucky's on the way there it was a really cool experience to go inside and try some of their um you know candy that they have Bucky Nuggies and or whatever it's called <laughs> pretty fun and then yeah I think that's about it that's all I have for updates today I really want to talk about everything business this was pretty requested I asked a couple of my friends I was like you know what do you want to hear about on the podcast and they told me this and I was like okay bet like let's do it I um don't know how much it will help just because what I'm going to say might shock some people of just like how sporadic it was. I mean, it could also give you hope if you want to do this yourself, but I'm very excited to sit down, talk about what I did, what Lydia and I did for Aluna's, how I even started this podcast, you know, kind of what I did for the business side and see how it can relate back to y'all and hopefully you get some inspo to do something yourself. It's going to be pretty niche. It's not going to be for everybody just because not everybody wants to open up a boutique. Some people want to do earrings. Some people want to do interior design. Some people want to do, um, you know, a workout place, gym, whatever you want to do, whatever your dream is. I think you can relate it back to yourself because it's going to be more of like a mindset like I'm going to tell you kind of what I did specifically niche to opening up the boutique but you could take that information and then apply it to whatever it is you want to do and run with it that's going to be my advice going into this specific episode um being an entrepreneur and all this stuff I didn't go to school to be an entrepreneur but growing up I always had a business mindset. I was such a negotiator. I lit, my parents can attest to that even when I was younger. You know, if I wanted to do something, I don't think I would take no for an answer unless they literally told me straight up, if you ask again, you're going to be grounded. So I had small hustles growing up. When I was in the first grade, my dad, he worked at this image place And they would print out bookmarks, they would print out pictures on blankets and cups and diamonds and, you know, you name it, they could print it on anything, any picture you wanted. And so I wanted these really cool bookmarks. And so we kind of created some designs, my dad and I, I think, or they already had designs made and he would make them and give them to me and I would sell them at school. I would say, hey, you want to buy this bookmark for three bucks? And these kids would come with quarters, like to school. And I would do a trade And first grade, first or second grade, I would do a trade with them. And I'm like, okay, great. And now every time that somebody had book, because, you know, back then we would read books during school as like part of the curriculum. And uh, I would see their bookmarks and I'm like, yeah, that's mine. And so the word got around that I was selling these bookmarks and I would do a BOGO like you know, three bucks for two, or four for two, something like that, whatever it was, and uh, I would get kids from all grades, from fifth to first, because Lydia was in first grade, and my cousins were older than me, and they were in fifth grade, so, I mean, everybody knew 
what I was doing, basically. Well, I actually, was it third grade, second or first? One of the, you know, first couple of grades to where I knew people above me and below me. And um, it got to, it got so big <laughs> at the school. Because, like, if you put it into perspective, I came from Ohio. So I, uh, I lived in a pretty rural area that was really small. You knew everybody around. Their moms went to high school with my mom type deal. And um, so everybody knew everybody. You, you couldn't go to the grocery store without being in there for probably 40 minutes talking to somebody when you went in just to get one thing. And um, so it got around that I was selling these bookmarks. And I had to go to the principal's office. Like, I got called down to the principal's office. I'm like, what's this for? And they literally were like, you, you cannot be doing this. And I was like, why? Like, who's going to stop me? You know what I mean? So I ended up not doing it anymore. But still seeing those bookmarks to that day. Um, once I left to go to move to North Carolina, I was like, yeah, that was pretty dope. I had like this really cool butterfly one and like um, this holographic one. I mean, you wouldn't have believed how psyched all these kids were to get one of my bookmarks. I mean, and that's what kicked it off. I was like, this is fun. Selling these and exchanging and doing all that. I'm like, this is really cool. So, okay, I didn't really do anything. Then Rainbow Looms came out, right? I, um, my sister and I, we love to do Rainbow Looms. We wanted to create tutorials for people and post it on YouTube. And then we ended up trying to sell classes to people to come over hang out in our garage and make rainbow loom stuff they would literally also bring their quarters and dollar bills and give us money for us to teach them how to do specific types of designs in the rainbow loom so that happened for a little bit that was fun and then I'm trying to think what else did I do I did a dog walking business when I was in sixth grade we lived in an apartment complex when I moved to Winston-Salem, and I would walk around the whole complex knocking on people's doors and giving them a business card that I made and printed out and was saying, you know, if you have a dog, let me walk it. I can walk it for 10 minutes, 5 bucks, 20 minutes, 10 bucks, whatever it was, whatever the rate was, and um, I'll take it to the dog park there, and it was a lot of fun. I got actually a good clientele in that apartment complex area and I was booming man I would do it weekly I would walk this dog weekly and um it's all kind of coming back to me now of being like wow I would I'd have a specific dog to walk every other day you know that was a lot of fun and um then also I became old enough to where I would babysit so I would put up babysitting cards I don't think I got any babysitting gigs in that apartment complex so then I moved to Cary Raleigh area and I did the same thing we lived in an apartment complex for you know another six years and I would put up babysitting around the mailboxes because they had a collective mailbox area for all of the units and um didn't really get much from there other than you know some people in the neighbor neighborhoods so it's like neighboring our neighborhood there were houses around and so I would nanny these kids at like 12 years old and um you know just started working basically when I was really young 
I had that business mindset. And then in high school, when I wanted to go to Young Life Camp, it was like 600 bucks for a summer camp. And I was like, all right, I'm going to start making these bracelets and selling them and using this money to go to camp. And when I did that, I kid you not, I got an influx of orders like you wouldn't even know. I posted these necklaces on my main account and so many people contacted me wanting these necklaces. It actually drove me insane because the time it took to make these beaded necklaces and get it to them was, it took forever. I would have necklace orders from February still needing to be made and it was May. And I felt bad, but like, you know, they paid me and I would get to them and it was lacrosse season. And so I had my friends helping me. My friends would come over and they would literally help me make necklaces. And that's what we would do. And I would consider that mainly my first real business because I actually made a lot of money doing that. And um, then from after that business, my friend and I, we wanted to create wall hangings. So we tried to do a business together and um, it ended up just not working out because nobody really wanted wall hangings anyways. And like we made it out of yarn and all this stuff. And that was in college. And so now then my sister went to me one day and was like, I really want to open up a boutique. So I'm like, ding, 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 another business. Here I go. I can shine. So I'm like, okay, let, let's do it together. I want to do it together. And this is where Luna's boutique come, comes into place. She was the dreamer and I was the doer. And if you didn't have any, if you're like a one man running the thing, then that's fine too. You could be both. You probably definitely have a dream and you're wanting to run it. So what Lydia and I did was we presented to our parents uh, once we did a lot of research of what we wanted to do. Lydia came to me wanting to wholesale at first. And I was like, you know, instead of wholesaling, I've seen these all over TikTok because it was during COVID and so many people were opening up businesses and using crickets and, you know, using heat transfer vinyls. And we both had iPads to the point where we could create designs on Procreate, save it as a transparent design, and then upload that onto the Cricut to where it would cut out what we drew. And so it was super original. Every design that we made came from Procreate that we drew and, um, so we were like, okay, let's just start with that. And it was around Halloween. And so we went to our parents around August and presented them and was like, hey, you know, if you want to invest, you know, buy this cricket and we will make this business, right? And they were like, wow, that was a really good presentation. I mean, we looked up everything. What other crickets cost, what other off-brand crickets cost, you know, what the pros and cons were, why we wanted to do this business. I mean, we were so passionate about making a business that we wanted them to be involved in it, right? And so, and I was like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it. And Lydia and I were like, okay, you know, we'll be patient, I guess. Well, one day, Lydia and I were just like, why don't we just do it? You know, like we started thinking about the name. We started thinking about the color scheme, the text and all of the logistics that we literally looked up on Google and we were like, how do we start a business? How do we start a boutique? And we started and uh, it was kind of taken forever for my parents to want to get the, um, the cricket. So Lydia and I went to Target to pick up some things and we were like, dude, it's sitting right here. Should we just get it? Like, I had plenty money to be able to buy it. And I'm sure we'd make it back anyways. It would just be an investment. 
And so Lydia and I were like, bump it, put it in the buggy, let's go. We check out and then we get home and we're like, oh my gosh, we just did this. This is like the first big step. And let me tell you what, there was absolutely no thought of what if it would go wrong. It was, let's do it and let's see where we go with with it, right? Like, we just kind of took a leap of faith. Lydia was more on the side of like, I don't know, like, should we wait on mom and dad? And I'm like, no, put it in the buggy. Let's check out and let's just start doing it. The sooner we start, the sooner we're going to learn about how to do it. And I tell you what, that is the number one advice that I give to people of literally just start. Just do it. And everything will fall into place then. There was no perfect time for us to get that cricket. We've prayed about it. We've, you know, thought long and hard about what we want to do. And we were so secure and confident in it that we were like let's just effing do it what are we doing so we get home and we open it up we're taking videos and pictures trying to document it because I can look back to this day just to see how excited we were I mean you could see in our eyes of how confident we were and how much we foresaw in the future in this business doing it together and so we made our first shirt that night And we were like, oh my gosh, we did it. Now let's start creating designs. And so this was back in September of 2020. And we created three designs for Halloween. And we were like, okay, now where can we buy t-shirts, right? So we got to wholesale it. Because if you go to Hobby Lobby and get a Comfort Colors t-shirt, it's like 17 bucks there. But we got a Comfort Color t-shirt for six bucks on, you know, these wholesale websites, which anybody can find. All you got to do is just look it up and it's worth it because if you pay over 60 bucks of clothing items, then you get free shipping. So we always wanted to meet the free shipping because shipping costs were like, if you wanted a t-shirt, it'd be 20 bucks to ship it because it's like a wholesale website. Why would you only purchase one t-shirt, right? So we invested into that and um, immediately started making designs, right? And at this point, we were like, okay, how are we going to get money from people? How are we going to advertise it? We created an Instagram and a Venmo for Alunas. We just used my Venmo personally. And um, looking back now, I wish we didn't do that just because it was kind of messy. And I wouldn't really recommend anybody doing that. I would recommend creating a new Venmo if you want to start out. Or if you're super confident in it, which... I wish, looking back now, that we would have just gone to Shopify already, but once we launched and people loved the t-shirts and really wanted them, we undersold those t-shirts like crazy. A comfort color t-shirt was like, you know, seven bucks, and then with everything that we had to pay for of like the materials and shipping costs and all this, it was well over 20 bucks or well over... 18 bucks for a t-shirt we were selling it at 20 bucks and that doesn't even consider labor so everything that we were making was being put right back into the business and we didn't mind um that was our decision to make that everything we made just went right back into the business but if you do want to start making money for yourself I would consider um another path which I will get into 
So I'll, I'll tell my story of what we did for Alunas first and then kind of what I wish we did and my advice if you want to open up a business yourself of what I recommend doing now being in it for two years. So we had that Venmo and I kept everything in Google Sheets. I was like, okay, I need to make sure that we keep all expenses and sales into a document that we can, you know, calculate what we're making. And I can't stress that enough. You want to start with how much everything was and just keeping track of every single thing. You can also keep track of your gas too, by the way. Like if you're driving and stuff, you can count that as a business and it can be written off for taxes later. Um, but once we started knowing that, oh crap, this is, you know, pretty good. We opened up a Shopify and a website so people can start putting in their debit and credit card information and getting money that way. So Shopify was way better than Etsy. It has less fees that you have to pay and I love it way better than Wix. I recommend it a lot more than Wix. Shopify is definitely where it's at. They have such great... Um, tools and apps that you can integrate into your website. Shopify itself, all that I did was I literally looked up on YouTube how to create a website and I also looked up other boutiques website and got inspiration from them to be able to create our own website today and how it looks today. Um, it was a long time coming from what it looked like when we first opened to today but it all basically just takes time. I also recommend getting Canva for graphics. It is such, it is very much so worth your money because you can create create graphics for your Instagram, for your website. You can also create designs for t-shirts if you want text or different fonts and that way you didn't have to draw everything and it was cut clean lines and we would save it as transparent files and then upload that to Cricut. I can't stress that enough. Once we got to the point where we were like, okay, you know, we've sold enough heat transfer that we want to really up the quality, we started to outsource for um, screen printing. So we went to Transfer Express, which is a very well-known screen printing company. We would upload our design to them and we would get goof-proof transfers and then we got a heat press and we would press it onto the t-shirts and it was just a way better quality for the clothing because you can wash it no matter how many times it will not budge because sometimes with heat transfer vinyl if the vinyl gets too hot it can stick to each other and then it's ruined and that hasn't ever happened with us specifically with our clothes but we were like you know just to up the quality we want to start doing this so we ended up doing that and um, that incurred a lot more. It lessened our profit margin, I will tell you that much. And so we weren't making as much profit as we were for the heat transfer vinyl, but it was still quality over quantity type deal. Um, so yeah, that is basically the rundown of Aluna's, how we did Shopify and everything like that, YouTube. I can't express YouTube enough. We... I'm trying to think back now, like what we did, but we were able to 
promote on TikTok. It was our main promotion. I recommend getting TikTok for anybody. And um, on the business aspect, we then registered as a sole proprietor at first because we were like, all right, if we're going to do this business, let's just do a sole proprietor and see how it goes. And then once we got enough um, business, we were like, okay, let's do an LLC. So just recently we promoted to an LLC and we are now Aluna's Boutique LLC. And so we're very proud. We just yesterday actually got payroll. We are working with ADP and getting payroll and now they're they have QuickBooks and we're able to record anything and everything on this application and so we are super super duper happy about it um there have been ups and downs throughout the whole thing money lost quantities of items you know being shipped out and like there there's so many costs that are not really brought to light when you think about it like for the website that costs I think a hundred and some dollars a year or 200 something like that a year just to use Shopify and then shipping costs are their own costs that right now our customers are paying because we do not have the funds to be able to offer free shipping but if you do buy a hundred dollars or more from us then we offer free shipping because that is super generous of somebody to buy a hundred dollars worth of our clothing and so those are just some type of incentives that we use, but certain apps that we have integrated into the website, like Privy, which is for emails and texts, we use that, and that is a subscription. We also have, um, Back in Stock, which is another, I think that's free, but with all of the apps that we have, it's like 300 bucks, like a year, um, just to use for Shopify and then what else is it now we have ADP which is 60 bucks a month for payroll and so just to be really transparent of all of the costs it's like you know it it takes a lot of money to buy clothing to buy the heat press to buy transfers to buy supplies and you want to make sure that you're keeping track of all of it my advice to you if you're starting a business first is to register as an LLC straight up. If you do that first and then you um, have your business name, whatever it is. So, for example, if we want to use Aluna's Boutique, it'll be Aluna's Boutique LLC. And then you will go into, for us, it's the NC Director of Revenue, or I mean Department of Revenue. And you will fi fill out a form for doing business as and we will basically say that Aluna's Boutique LLC is doing business as Aluna's Boutique. So that is what we have basically um, that we're able to. So that way it's, it's a legal document that says you can be doing business as whatever you want. But the company is Aluna's Boutique LLC. So I would recommend doing the LLC at first. It's 200 bucks. It's a yearly thing but it just really protects you and it's a lot more clearer whenever you do it that way um, than anything else. And then once you have that LLC, you can get your EIN number and then go to the bank and open up a business bank account. You take that EIN number and you go to the bank 
and um, they give you all these benefits that you'll have and you'll get your own business credit card. So anything that you have to buy will be on that credit card. And then it's a lot easier for bookkeeping and keeping track of all of your expenses. You also get personal benefits from a business card. So I really recommend doing that as well. And even if like you don't have anything so far that you're like selling or anything like that, I just already recommend getting your own business card and creating the LLC. You can't get a business card if you're not having that EIN number and to get that EIN number, you can file for an LLC. And also just look up on Google what you think is best for you. Um, I think that for us, Starting out, we were just so young and we didn't really know what to do that like now I could be a mentor for others to be like, this is what I really recommend. I recommend Shopify for sure as a website. You can create anything on Shopify. You can even do a free version on Shopify, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But Shopify is a really great tool for using websites. It tracks really great analytics and you can see where people are coming from, Instagram, Pinterest, all that stuff. I also highly recommend using Pinterest for everything. Every single thing posts on Pinterest. I am guilty of it. I am not good at it. But I really recommend to get traffic. It is absolutely insane of how Pinterest can positively affect your business. Um, TikTok, I also recommend doing TikTok just to get the marketing out there. Um, Yeah. So that's like basically all of the business aspect, but the mindset wise, I really can't express enough that when you get in there, you literally say, I'm going to do it and you start. You take the first step and everything follows right after it. Looking back now from today to October of 2020, it is absolutely insane of how much growth that we've had. You will not be in your chapter 20 on day one. You just won't. And you're going to look at other people and you're going to say they are so much further than me and it's because they've been doing it a lot longer and they've had a lot of information. But instead of being envious, you could say, okay, how can I be like them? It is, I think, perfectly okay to look at somebody and want to look up to them and use them as an example. It is not copying. It is not, I mean, you can't take their designs and do it as your own, but You can take what they're using as the resources and apply them to your own business. And I think that's what's been such a really great community for the small business community is that everybody wants to see everybody succeed. If you think that your specific idea and dream is too concentrated, you are wrong. There is not a single idea that is too saturated for you to not live out your dream honey they do not have you they do not have you and you will bring something to the table that other people will not if you have similar products and similar you know ideas and designs that's completely fine but there is no competition for anybody that has that. You're not going to be like, oh, well, I'll let them have the light. No, you get up with them and say, hey, I want to have coffee with you. I would love to learn from you. You know, let me pick your brain and I can give you some of my services as well and exchange. Do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Like 
There is nobody that is too good for you. Everybody is the same person. You should treat the CEO the same way as you treat the janitor. And I will preach that until the day I die. And I didn't know what that meant until really Dylan told me about it because he was um, talking about the company he works for, which is his dad's company, Brushy Mountain. And he was saying that what is super great about his dad is he runs, you know, a multi-million dollar construction company, but he is still just treating the same people that are working for him like anybody else. It, it is no God complex, I guess I will say. And that was the same for me because I was like, that is why I really wanted to create this business because I want people to come over to my house on Super Bowl Sunday. I want to build up this business to the point where we have a family within Aluna's Boutique and that is treated right and that, you know, it's not about the money. I want my employees to be well off with health benefits, with 401k, with all of these things because I want to give them a great life and as a thank you for working and spending your time with me, you know what I mean, and serving my dream. And so one day I know that we will get there. Um, I think I just heard Dylan come up, so he might, I might have to pause and let him come marinate this chicken because we are having people over tonight. So, yeah, he's coming up here. I'll be right back. Okay, he's gone. It was so funny watching him grab all of the meat, and I asked him to please marinate in the other kitchen so I can finish this. And he said to tell everybody I said hi. So, there's a hello from Dylan Moore. Okay, so anyways, as I was saying... You will never be ready in your mind as you think you are. I still don't think I'm ready. But my dream of having that community and that family and when people come into my storefront and they shop for us, that they find something that they're confident in, they find that we have, you know, size inclusive. And I, I, my whole goal is to make people feel good about themselves and within themselves. And if I can do that for my customers, I want to sure as hell do it for my employees. And I want to be able to give them great benefits to the point where I do not care about the money. I don't care how much I'm making. I don't want to be a millionaire. I just want to be able to provide and have sufficient amount of money to be able to support myself, right? And so even right now, it's been a little hard because online and stuff for Luna's Boutique is stressful to take care of all of the social media accounts and basically accounting, photography, everything. It's really hard to do, especially when I'm away from my house where everything is and I still have school myself. Um... And so then it's like, okay, well, all right, if you're in the same predicament, then you, you probably could relate. I'm about to tell, talk to you about my life right now and the predicament that I'm in and how I feel kind of crappy about it. So I, I do not want to work under somebody. Last time I did that, I felt like I was just an employee. And that's where my whole testimony came from of wanting to feel like my employees are like family because all I felt was that I was working to make them money and for them to not care about us 
is really frustrating. And it's like, I would never put the business first over a human being if they treated the business right. Now, if somebody was stealing from me, then yeah, I'm going to have to do the measures necessary to protect the boutique. But what I'm saying is, is I didn't respect how I was being treated at multiple jobs under somebody and it's like I get authority and stuff but at the same time everybody should be treated equal and that's why I left most of my previous jobs is because I really did not appreciate the way that they were treating me and so by doing so, I basically told myself I will not be working for anybody else again. If I have to put on non-slip shoes again, I will be disappointed in myself. And so with my ego and with my hard-headed mindset, I have not worked under anybody since. I've babysat here and there to make money because it's been really hard to work on Alunas and do school at NC State for marketing. And so I've been able to get the means necessary for me to literally survive on my own. Um, But it's been such a big stressor with Aluna's Boutique and money and also providing for myself that it's really made me frustrated. It's like, you know, I want this to take off immediately. I want it to be so successful and basically just linear. And I realize that that's not the case and I need to relax, take a break while I can and while I'm in school to have a game plan, but don't be so stressed out about it. So that's kind of my whole ordeal right now. Um, I'm so happy that I did start in college though for Luna's Boutique and I can't stress it enough, do it while you don't have many bills to pay and while you don't have all of these other responsibilities that come with being an adult. Um, I say do it while you can and focus and put all of your effort into it and then ride that wave as long as you can. And if you need to take a break, that is completely fine. But for me, I've been so stressed out of getting a dollar that I haven't been able to enjoy Aluna's Boutique and the work that it comes with. Or Yeah, the work that it just really does come with. It's like everything seems more like a chore right now. And so I've been waiting until I graduate to open up a storefront and get everything going to where I have my full divided one-on-one attention of it because I have basically such a great opportunity to apply the marketing skills as I'm in school and use that for Luna's Boutique. But it's also to the point where... I do make excuses. I'm like, I don't feel like doing it right now. I really don't. With how much work that I'm doing for school and trying to even keep up a great mental health, it's like I can't stress myself out about it being a one-man show. So whenever we get employees and stuff, there's small things that I do every now and then that makes me feel better. But if you're the type of person that really wants to switch careers and start doing something new, I say just go for it. I know that's so vague and I know you've probably heard it a million times, but million, um, a million times, but I cannot, cannot stress it enough. The hardest part about going to the gym is putting your shoes on. Seriously. It takes so much out of 
you to make the first step. And then when you do, you're going to feel so, so confident in yourself and you are going to get up and run. And I promise you that if you're consistent and if you stay at it, you will get somewhere that you want to be. It has been back and forth in my mind of whether or not I want to do a Luna's full time or not. I'm like, okay, well, do I really even want to do it? Now, because I'm like second guessing because I haven't been doing it in a while. And I'm like, is this really my dream? Is this now sitting here and talking about it? It's like, yes, this is my dream. This is exactly what I want to do. And I'm going to do that up until I can't anymore. And I'm so excited about it to the point where it's like, I just want to take that step and try it. And if it fails, it fails. And I will proudly say that it failed right? Because the person that doesn't try will never know. And I think I will leave that with that. Leave you guys with that. If you never try, you will never know. And all you will be sitting there is wondering, I wonder what I could have done. Think about this. This this is actually what kicked me in the gut when I heard this. Fast forward to when you are 80 years old. You can barely move. You can barely walk up the steps. Barely write a piece of a card for somebody, right? Because you have arthritis in your hands. And you're sitting there being like, well, I worked for somebody for most of my life doing something that was mediocre just to get a paycheck. And you're sitting back and thinking, I wonder what my life could have been like if I did that one dream that I had when I was in my 20s or when I was in my 30s, or when I was in my 40s, or 50s. I wonder what could have happened. And you sit back and you're like, wow. I do not want to get to that point where I'm 80 years old, rocking in a rocking chair, and being like, I wish I could have done more with my life to fulfill it, instead of just making a paycheck. Because I feel like now, a lot of people find their dream and interest, and if that's what they want to do, is work for somebody and work for their dream and do what they love, that is perfectly fine. But if you're sitting there and you're at a job and you are not fulfilled, you do not like the work that you're doing, you are not being able to come home and still feel energized, like you accomplished something that day for yourself because that's what you love to do, that is the whole point in living. I can't recommend it enough. Being an entrepreneur is no golden ticket. It's really not. Anybody can be an entrepreneur. Anybody. It doesn't have to be this business person, tech savvy guy. You look up on um, TikTok how to open up a business. And that is exactly what Lydia and I did. And it doesn't take a young mindset to do it. It doesn't even take an old mindset to do it. It takes the motivation in your mindset and your dream to get up and do it. I know this kind of turned into such a motivational ending, but I promise you I'm going to be a broken record about it until you, you know, get up and do it. Thank me later. Actually, don't thank me. I don't care. If I literally don't care if I'm the reason you get up tomorrow and you do the first step in making your business. I do not care. That is not what I want to accomplish well 
kind of. That's why I literally did this whole podcast. But what I'm saying is I don't want the recognition or anything like that. I just want you to do what you want to do in life. That's it. And if I'm the person that tells you, perfect, awesome. I will keep making these podcasts and I hope you keep listening to them. But overall, it doesn't take an old older person to tell you, right? Like I'm 21 years old and I'm telling you this. I don't think I have it all figured out. I definitely for sure as hell don't. But what I'm saying is, is I had the motivation to get up and do it when I had that dream. And I know a lot of people have a dream and that they're subsiding it until the right time comes. Well, let me tell you that timeline, you could die tomorrow. You can die tomorrow, honey. And all you're going to remember is you're going to go up to wherever you're going. If you're going to heaven, I hope that you do. If you're going to heaven, you're going to look down at your life and at yourself and think, I could have done what I wanted to do and I should have. Because at the end of the day, none of it goes to the grave with us except all of your memories. So do not make memories wishing that you could have done more. Start doing it. And that's what I'm going to end you with. I hope everybody has a great weekend. If you're feeling generous, please write a review on Apple Podcasts. And it's even easier on Spotify. All you have to do is hit, you know, obviously the five-star button. And it helps us out a lot. It really um, generates the feed and the topics on, you know, like-minded listeners. So it will pop up more if it gets better feedback. So that's why you know, a lot of listeners on podcasts ask, or that's why a lot of podcasts ask the listeners to write in a review is because it pushes the podcast onto, you know, podcasts you might like on other people's page. And so it really helps learn more or gain more of an audience is what I should say. If you want to keep up with any updates and new episodes, you can follow the podcast Instagram. It is at More Authenticity Podcast. Um, I love the Instagram. It is my pride and joy. I haven't been posting on it in a while though, so I want to get back up on it, but I love posting aesthetic pictures. I think the feed is really cute, and I would really appreciate it if you just go check it out. And I think that is it. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Happy Friday. I know this is on Friday, not a Wednesday. I apologize. I will not be getting into it because I'm stressing myself out about it. But thank you so much for listening. If you did, I hope that you learned something from it. And I will talk to you next week. Bye, besties.